Hey friends, Brett here to tell you that today's show is made possible by the Rocky Mountain Channel in Estes Park, Colorado. It's one of our favorite places to get your nature fix, where you can explore the real Rockies. From award-winning documentaries to music in the mountains, to a fun and adventurous podcast hosted by yours truly. This is Adventure with a Conscience. We think you're going to love it. Be sure to check it out and subscribe for free at RockyMountainChannel.com. See you there. Welcome to the mountain, and another Fireside Friday here at Mountain Zen Den, where we meet with guests and share heart to heart the joys and benefits of the natural world for mindfulness and personal transformation. Naturally. Hey friends, Brett Wilson here, your host and trail guide at Mountain Zen Den, and I am so glad you showed up. This is going to be one of my all-time favorite episodes of Mountain Zen Den. In fact, I've been wanting to do this episode for over two years now, and it finally has come to reality. And I am so grateful. Minnesota singer-songwriter Peter Mayer writes songs for a small planet. Songs about interconnectedness and the human journey. Songs about life on Earth and the mysterious and wondrous fact of our existence. He also writes songs about dress hats, pumpkins and pajamas, and, you know, other important stuff. But I love the fact that he writes insanely beautiful songs about spiritual awakening, oneness with the world, and deep connection with nature. His music has been performed by artists like Kathy Matea, David Wilcox, and Daryl Purpose, to name a few. And his work has been included in songbooks, church hymnals, and folk radio playlists across the country. And he is the recipient of fellowships from the McKnight and the Bush Foundations. To date, he has 11-plus albums to his credit and has sold over 100,000 of them. Today, I am so excited to be sharing a conversation Peter and I had recently, discussing nature, spirituality, and everything in between. His nature-inspired imagery, music, and the stories he tells so resonate with my heart and reflect what Mountain Zenden is all about. You are in for a very special treat, and I don't want to make you wait a moment longer, so let's just jump right in. Come on. Thanks, Peter, for being here. This is awesome. It's like we were just saying before we hit record. For me, it's been a, well, it's been a couple of years because we started talking about it just before the pandemic about getting together at some point and maybe even doing a, a mindfulness in nature retreat, but I get to meet you in person by Zoom to begin yeah. with. So thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you for having me. I told Melissa, Thank my you. wife, when I first heard you, I said, if I could just choose one artist who perfectly represents Mountain Zen Den and what we're all about, it's Peter Mayer. So, oh, my goodness. I mean I'm very that. honored by that. Thank you, Brett. That's a really high compliment. Absolutely. Gee, that's from the Liz. heart, Peter. And that's why I reached out to you uh, before the pandemic, as we mentioned, to see if we could get together at some point and do a nature-based retreat, mindfulness in nature, Yeah. because your song is just so... You, you actually are perfect at setting up a, a moment and then getting out of the way. And I just noticed that I was able to connect much better by listening to your music and then being, capital B. <laughs> so thank you again. Well, and I know we've talked about that via uh, email, uh, but just as an aside, I, I do, the idea of creating something like that 
really is exciting to me. It's mostly just because I haven't done it before that there would probably be a lot of sort of building uh, uh, of that, you know, not, yes. not just a prefab that I could just bring in and say, here, here's what I've done. But but I love the idea of perhaps using those songs as, you know, kind of focal points for conversation or whatever would happen there. So yeah. anyway, you know, uh, please don't drop the idea completely. I think it'd be not really at all. fun I'd, to create that. Everything has its time and, and uh, you know, we've just come through and are still experiencing in many ways. And I don't mean just you and I, the world has come through a really challenging time. And more than ever, that's when, at least for me, I know that I need connection with nature to reconnect with myself and with my God, my spiritual self as well. So that's what I love about the music that you've been writing. So thank you so much again. Hey, tell us a little bit about, I've been dying to know about your journey, your your background, how you got started in music, your connection to spiritual things, etc. I'm going to get out of the way, just let you share some. Yeah, well, thank you. Uh, so I grew up Catholic in Minnesota, and, uh, you know, five of us kids. And uh, so... Uh, was very interested in Catholic spirituality growing growing up, and then in college I took a theology degree, and then was in seminary, Catholic seminary, after that for a couple of years. So I've always been serious about and interested in sort of the larger context, I guess, of of life and of reality, really. What is the nature of of life in the world and and how ought we live uh, as a result of knowing what what it is you know sort of the story behind the story I guess you might say that's yeah. always been very uh, interesting to me uh, and uh, but I as I uh, grew older and uh, sort of studied um, read whatever I could about uh, science and history and religion and all that. I drifted away from my uh, Catholic beliefs, and now I think of myself as a as a naturalist. I would call myself a religious naturalist or a spiritual naturalist, meaning that I don't really um, I don't really have an interest in the supernatural. That is something that we we can't really have any evidence for uh, because. What science has discovered about our world is so deep and vast um, that I really think, well, uh, it's it would take lifetimes to um, study and meditate on the things that we already know for certain. And how can then we build a spirituality on what we know to be true about the world um, and about our lives in it? And so... Uh, both personally and as a musician, as a songwriter, I really try to um, uh, think about that, break that open, try, try to, because I think that our knowledge uh, of things has, seems to have, have speeded ahead of our spiritual lives, and mm. our, our religions, our beliefs, and so much so that that um, people sometimes just choose to just uh, deny, just say uh, evolution, for example, isn't 
isn't true, even though it's just like there's much evidence for that as there is for the theory of gravity. You know, it's 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 in a way it's absurd to to deny evolution. However, I think it's understandable because it 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 threatens it it challenges the foundations of our beliefs and how we uh, comfort ourselves and make sense of the world and uh, get up in the in the morning and and have strength and uh, inspiration for the day etc cetera, etc cetera. so i think we're in a moment in history where um we need to in my opinion embrace the knowledge that we have about the world partly for uh, our personal fulfillment uh, because then we can feel at home in the universe and and feel a, a, a part of it, which indeed we are, uh, but also uh, so we can orient ourselves to the nature of things and uh, let it teach us. You know, there's lessons in nature that we need to learn in order to live on planet Earth because clearly we have lots of problems and we're we're, um, <laughs> you know, we have lots of challenges ahead in terms yes. of how to live on Earth uh, and and sustain ourselves into the future. And so, uh, anyway, I think that religion is, in that sense, uh, based on these principles, scientific principles, is both uh, is is important for a number of reasons. That's a really long answer, Brett, and I, I didn't mean to blather on, but that's that's. Uh, yeah. Normally, I just jump in and, and want to share something, but you were just exuding exactly what I wanted to hear from somebody who's written songs like you have in the first place. Your uh, explanation just, I so resonate with, I grew up in a very Christian family as well, you know, faithful, went to church every weekend. And uh, my father was a high school biology teacher, creationist, taught creation. And so, when you said, you talked about threatening, uh, you know, these challenging these concepts, like the concept of evolution challenging, you know, even what we find in the Bible, what we don't know and versus what we do know as threatening. I had to say, yes, that's how I had felt. It wasn't until recent, honest to goodness, in the last couple of years that I was able to grasp the fact that the knowledge that we're gaining that you just mentioned, Peter, is something that we, as you said, need to embrace and not be afraid of. And so have to back up for me to back up and say, well, then what does that mean about what I've believed in the past without threatening the existence of my creator? I know there's a creator. I drive a truck every day and I say, somebody created this. <laughs> that's how I That's how I deal with this. So, this came from somewhere. Um, that's my belief. So, with evolution, I was able to say, you know, we are so caught in this, trapped in this view of time that is like this big. I'm holding my hands just inches apart versus the long expanse. Of course, we we as people, we we evolve plants that are planted in the ground, seeds evolve. Now I'm giving a long blathering response back to your what you said in the very beginning. That is so beautifully put. Thank you for sharing that. I, I love the fact that we can embrace today's knowledge as science is learning more and more and not be threatened. Yeah, I, I think it's... Uh... Part of the problem, I think, is that there's not, we, uh, a lot of the world's religions have had centuries uh, of uh, people creating literature and prayers and uh, iconography, uh, art, artwork, um, to s sort of uh, help people integrate th that story, if you will, into their lives, that worldview, all of these tools, all of these, uh, and, and uh, 
a lot of these discoveries about the world that we've had in science, they're, they're, we haven't been given um, uh, spiritual tools to help us integrate this story of reality mm. into our, our our hearts and you know deeper into our spiritual lives practices spiritual practices uh, and and so um, I think that it that makes it even more difficult for us uh, and so and and things are speeding things are changing so fast now I think it's bewildering for uh, a lot of us uh, you know how can we still have a spiritual life how can we still uh, pray and and mm. and have a relationship with with the, the, the divine, if you will, or or with the the, the, the deepest principle, uh, the order of things, and uh, that's 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 challenging. Yes, yeah. yeah. Your your background. I, I love uh, Ralph Waldo Emerson, Henry David Thoreau. You, you where does that play into your uh, your your background and your beliefs? Well, I I love you know I don't I'm I'm not an expert on either of them, but I have. Read Me them neither. both, and and th- that <clears throat> that transcendental movement, um, what a century and a half ago, maybe uh, uh, it captured the imagination of a lot of people who were struggling with similar things. I think that's what how can you find thinking. yeah how can you find God in 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 the world in 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 what science is learning even back then. I mean, science has been busy for the last. 300 or more years where it's really been uh, challenging the foundations of a lot of religious belief. And, uh, you know, Darwin, uh, I mean, his his wife was a devout Christian, I know, and here he was, uh, uh, even, that, even then it was seen as, holy, holy crap, you know, yeah, exactly. what are we supposed to do with this new information? And, 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 and so it's been like that since. So anyway, the transcendentalist, I think that they were the sort of uh, trying to find the divine thread through all of this and not looking elsewhere, you know, not looking to the God in the sky, looking to everything, the, the, the earth beneath their feet and, and uh, the life forces all around them and inside of them. And, and um, so this, this uh, process continues and uh, yeah, so that's, Wow, yeah. a vague answer, but um, <laughs> no, it's a good answer. I yeah. the other thing that I knew right away when I first discovered you, I actually uh, discovered you through my friend and fo- friends and former bandmates, um, Tom Prasada Rao, who is uh, I heard him play Holy Now the first time, and I was like, where did that come from? And then I found out it was you that wrote this song, and Merlin David as well, who owns M Music and Musicians mm-hmm. magazine, and um, I thought. Uh, I love his where he's coming from with the first with Holy Now and the couple first songs I heard. But the deeper I dug, um, my, my wife and I just love your song uh, "Everybody In." That was so inclusive. Oh. Versus, you know, what we're talking about right now, what you and I have been talking about, could be divisive in a world that's already so divided because people are threatened. But what I love about the approach of this mindset we're sharing today is that it's an inclusive mindset. There should be no threats to. Um, to personal beliefs, it should be an all-inclusive thing. Uh, everybody in in particular, for those who don't know, I highly recommend you check that song out. It's just so, um, it's a fun song. And it's like, we're not the only ones here. I remember when I grew up, I grew up Seventh-day Adventist, and the joke, it probably goes with every 
every religion, but uh, we were invited into heaven. We finally made it to heaven and Peter's giving the tour and they say, over here's where the Catholics are. And over here is where the, um, the Methodists meet and, oh, shh, be quiet. Here's where the Seventh-day Adventists are. They think they're the only ones here, you know? <laughs> and so yeah, yeah. That, that song made me think of that. Uh, I love, uh, I love the all-inclusiveness of your, of your approach. You know, uh, not, not, but I don't know if you've heard the song, uh, When I Died. Oh, yes. That, that's the song that, that, that exactly talks about this, the idea that, uh, somebody goes to heaven and, uh, is high-fiving, his, you know, uh, brethren, other people in his religion, but then they look around and they say, "Holy cow! Everybody else is here," you know, and uh, it's just this kind of this humorous. And you know, the the, the funny thing is that uh, perhaps they're disappointed about it, you know, right. mad, mad about it, you know, uh, yeah, it kind of makes you think. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Oh my goodness! So, and, anyway. and so if we can live that with that view right now in the world before we die, uh, oh my goodness, the world would already be heaven on earth, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, a better uh, version anyway. Yeah, yeah. better version, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, so, I, I really want to talk about your songs in specific, um, starting with the song Awake. That song hit me to the core when I was uh, first, well, I had I had begun this journey with Mountain Zenden in twenty. 17 with my father on a father-son road trip and because he was my first influence invitation into nature and into we would hike the Appalachian Trail together he would take our family and uh, his students on camping trips and hiking and I just fell in love with with the outdoors at that time and with the god of nature as well and so when I first heard the song Awake from your album Earth Town Square it just stirred something deep within my heart within my soul and uh, helped me really feel alive and awake, perhaps for the first time in my life. If it's all right with you, could we listen to this song and then uh, maybe talk about it a bit afterwards? Sure. Clouds are swift, rocks are ancient, mountains are high, oceans gray, winds are restless, trees are patient. My child, far away. Waves are crashing, rivers churning, planets twirling, stars ablaze, storms are raging. Atoms whirling, you my child, far away. To perceive these wondrous things, to count the beats of a blackbird's wings, to tell a story and dance and sing. Very happy that you came 
Cause they needed someone to see them And you, my child, are song. Peter, tell us a little bit about how uh, you came to write that and what it means to you. There's a concept that I love. Uh, and the concept is that we humans, with our particular um, power of, of consciousness, and not, you know, we're not alone clearly in being conscious creatures, but there seems to be a particular quality to human consciousness that people describe self-reflective, reflexive or reflective. In other words, you can think about yourself mm. being conscious. You can think about things like that. And uh, you, you also, uh, so anyway, uh, Carl Sagan and other people have said that we are, we are, stardust looking at the stars or we, we are stardust oh, yeah. contemplating the stars yeah. and so this seems to be one of our <clears throat> unique gifts as humans is that we are able to contemplate um see things name things celebrate things and um i find that to be a, a deeply spiritual thing and, and it's very true this is one of the things you can build on science so science tells us that mm. that we are in a way the planet become awake wow become awake and become aware of itself and you can't argue with that you no. really can't argue with that we are you know the supernova explosions uh, gave birth to 90% of the atoms in our body so we are made out of those elements that were born in stars, and so is the Earth. We are made out of the Earth. The Earth congeals into a planet over a long, long time in the early days of the solar system. And then eventually, because of 
the conditions were right, and, and amazingly so, is that eventually it gave birth to life. Molecules were able to come together and, wow, create life and complexity. And so here we are, uh, the children of that, and we are looking up at the sky and noticing it and naming things and asking ourselves, what is this place? Um, wow. Wow. That, that is so powerful. That, that idea has been constantly a source of wonder and uh, really uh, awe for me. Yes. And also, it gives you, I think, a sense of uh, your a, a per, of purpose mm-hmm. uh, that we have others, other you know, sources of, of of purpose. But I think that gives us one anyway. It's like, yeah. well, that, that seems to be our job, you know? Yeah. To to say, I'm awake, and my my God, look look at this universe. Um, so anyway, that's where that song comes from. Beautiful. Thank you, Peter. I know I, even now, as somebody who claims to be awake, I find that uh, I can go through large chunks of my day and realize I was not present, not fully present at all. And um, a song like that brings me back to that. <laughs> and I love the word. There's only word which word you can say for it is wow. Like you said, you can say it backwards and it's still the same. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I've never thought of that. <laughs> it, is, it is amazing. Um and for somebody dealing with for people that are dealing with depression, fear, anxiety, stress, um, I think if we zoom out and see that picture that's painted in that in the song "Awake," it, it for me it brings a sense of relief and release and and not just wow, but ah, <laughs> as well. Like oh, okay, I get it. There's so yeah, much I mean, bigger picture. I, I uh, forgive me for interrupting, but oh, uh, I I. Uh... I love what you just said, and I think that there is that potential when you take it a step further and not just you're not just awake uh, and noticing things, but you can see yourself as part of all of this. And and again, indeed, you are. I mean, there's there's just there's no question that you yourself are a constantly changing entity that you almost can't identify the self, as the Buddhist would say, you know. And 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 I, I love that because if you can see yourself as just a part of this unfolding universe and, and a constant process connected mm-hmm. to life, in, inseparable from everything around you, I think that can be a source of great comfort uh, to take yourself out of your small self and and to perhaps not even as you know I I, I love I've recently been reading Thich Nhat Hanh and I love the idea of, of not even thinking of yourself as a self mm-hmm. and uh, if you're not a self uh, sometimes that anxiety can go away or that depression yeah. uh, if you if you concentrate on that idea, Beautiful. So, I love Thich Nhat Hanh. Um, Melissa's yeah. reading the uh, "Living Untethered" right now by Michael Singer. Uh, I loved his uh, "The Untethered Soul," and I'm getting ready to read this one as well. But he kind of says the same thing in there, from what I understand in this in the second book. Again, we're observing ourselves. We're we're just a part of the whole thing. We're, it's not all about just 
us. Boy, that really takes a lot of pressure off of us, doesn't it? It does. And don't you think, Brett, that part of the problem really is that our brains are wired to not do that? Mm, you know, yeah, we are yeah. our our primitive brains that evolution has has given us are all about self preservation and and fighting for that wow. and survival. And so we have this constant, uh, it, it's just simmering always, how, how do I continue to exist as a, as a self uh, in the world? Where am I getting my next meal, my next paycheck? You know, right. how, how, am I, how am I negotiating my status in, in my job or whatever? You know, how do I keep my job? It's constant self-preservation stuff, and it's understandable, it's important, and it's why, arguably, why we're here. Right, right. But it can really cause anxiety, and um, because it's just constantly, it's it's constantly making us worry about everything. And so, Thich Nhat Hanh, again, he, he says, it, it's not really our default to see ourselves as part of as just a part of, of a greater whole. Uh, so you have to work at it, you know, hence mm. spiritual practice. You've got to work at it. He calls it concentration. You've got to concentrate. Um, and you can then find this relief from your anxiety, but it takes, takes some work. Beautiful. Yeah. I love that there are pictures all around us in nature that remind us that uh, of life and death and re rebirth again. Uh, as you were talking about that just now, it, this came to mind. I never really saw them this way. We've got aspen aspen trees all around here in Colorado and even in our yard. They're kind of annoying because you go to to um, mow the lawn and there's an aspen growing up, you know, the little shoots <laughs> everywhere, little bumps in the, in the lawn. Actually, I, I don't think it's really annoying to me, but I could see how somebody <laughs> could think that. I love it. It's like, let's turn the whole property into a mountainside. Anyway, um, but with the aspen, I don't know if a lot of people know that an aspen is not, I mean, you can see a aspen grove and that's all one tree. Uh, very often it's just one tree that it, sh mm. it sends out little runners and shoots up another tree. And very often that big parent tree will die, but it's still over here and it's still over here. You know, it just goes on and on. There are whole mountainsides in Utah, they say, that are like 10,000 acres uh, wide and they've tested from one end to the other and it's all the same tree. That is beautiful. <sighs> that's amazing. I love the picture they give. So, <sighs> Which leads us into another one of my my second favorite song of yours, and I got about a dozen favorite songs of yours, and then all the rest I just love. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Sorry to gush as a, as a fan, but I really, I really mean this, Peter. My another very favorite song of mine. When I first heard it, it just it it grasped me to the core. Beauty of the world. I can we play that right now, and then uh, come back and talk about it. Of course, yeah. Folks, just sit back and enjoy this. the daily news so that you can stay attuned to what matters you might find that headlines don't describe the beauty of the world so if you hang your head straight out of bed because you read the doom and gloom and got discouraged ignore your computer screen look to see the beauty of the world 
Beauty like the sun coming down Beauty like the seed in the ground Rising and reaching out Reaching for the sky Beauty like the life in the land Moving in your own two hands Beauty like the wondrous chance to be alive If you're down to your final dime Can't decide what else to buy To be happy You don't need a credit card To give your heart the beauty of the world And if you walk the street with tired feet Bending underneath the grief that you carry Lay the weight you brought along Down upon the beauty of the world Beauty like the wind in the trees Beauty like children's dreams Beauty like the sound of steeple bells when they ring Beauty like ties that bind us Beauty like acts of kindness Beauty like the light inside of everything Yeah Try out a joyful shout and sing about the beauty of the world If you don't like to have to wait, think your chances aren't great To get to heaven, maybe one way to save your soul Is get to know the beauty of the world Get to know the beauty of the world Get to know the beauty of the world Again, you can see why that's one of my favorite songs, being a nature guy. Um, how do you connect with nature? Uh, the, I know that song pretty much speaks for itself. How do you connect with nature? Do you, you know, you live in Minnesota. Tell us a little bit about your, your nature world there and out and about. Yeah, well, it's pretty simple for me. I don't have a lot of time for exploring because I, my kids are 11 and 15 now and you know, I'm bringing them to school every day, cooking, cleaning. There's just a lot of busyness to our days, and uh, but we have some really nice uh, places close by. One place is a mile away, and it, it uh, it's a nice wooded mm -hmm. um, park where I bring my dog, and I love you know that's that's just um, wonderful. Yeah, um, just just yeah. to get out for half an hour, forty five minutes, and walk my dog and. I do, I do, uh, that, that song, uh, it, it kind of ties in with what we were talking about earlier, at least in my mind, where we have this, uh, 
these brains that are always nervous about preserving our own lives and the lives of our families and our tribe, so to speak, yeah. Yeah. always thinking and worrying about that. And uh, I think that that then translates into uh, the media that we often consume. And they say that in the news, if it bleeds, it leads, right? You've, I'm sure, heard that phrase. Yeah. And I think it's very true. Uh, you see the scary stuff first because there's something about the scary stuff that keeps us glued to the TV or the computer. And so they mm. lead with that because then they're assured viewership. Yeah. If you, you stick with the program, then they can... Um, uh, show that to their advertisers wow. because it's all for profit it's it's an all it's a for profit i'm not saying that oftentimes the leading stories are unimportant but i think that there's so much more mm -hmm. to life than those fearful things and um and every day you and i and many of us live a beautiful life and uh it's so easy to not uh celebrate that, contemplate it, acknowledge it somehow, lift up thanks kind of thing. And so that song uh, it begins by, you know, if you look to the daily news so that you can uh, stay attuned with what matters, you might find that headlines don't describe the beauty of the world. And uh, so again, get getting outside for me, I know, Wow, sometimes, I don't know what your experience is, Brett, but sometimes I step out and I think this is the best part of my day. Just that first breath, stepping outside, going for a walk, as simple as that. Oh my gosh. Yes, yeah. And we're recording this the end of October. I can imagine Minnesota is just gorgeous with the leaves as well. But here in Colorado just now, it is a stunning it's just stunning right now and it, it goes so fast uh, even if it was only a month uh, as long as a month it would be too fast for me so like you said just getting outside is so healing and important as well in my life even if it's just for a moment uh, seeing my wife off to work she she's a first grade teacher and just works just mm. three three blocks away but i i get outside every day i do actually i go out barefooted even when it's i've done this in the snow peter just last year i started grounding earthing have you heard of that um where I you haven't but connect with the earth through your feet and it's it's supposed to I don't care whether it's healing or not. It feels good to me, even when it's cold. It's it's like, oh yeah, I'm alive. That's uh, awesome. I, I good don't for eat, you. I don't um, eat only grape nuts and all of that, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not that that uh, fanatical. Like Wil Wilbur, what's his name? Oh, <laughs> um, oh, I can't remember. Bill Gibbons. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not like that. But <laughs> but I, that is one thing. If because yeah, if I know I'm going to be in the studio all day, I've got to get out and connect. Or I just don't feel myself. I just don't feel quite fully alive. So that's what I love about that song, "Beauty of the Earth." Um, Thank thanks for sharing on that. Um, I don't think we talked about this uh, via email. Maybe we did. I we came and saw you uh, two, three Octobers ago in 2019, just before uh, COVID hit. You were here in Denver, and Melissa and I came and saw you there at a church um, in October. Do you remember? 
I, I remember, I can picture the church, although I can't remember the name of it, but mm -hmm. I think it was a Unitarian Universalist That's church. That's it. That was yeah. the one. And it was an amazing concert. There were a lot of folks around. I didn't get to come up and meet you, but uh, wanted to. And we just ended up, I said, I'm going to call him at some point. And I, it was shortly after that, I think, that we tried to connect for doing this Mountains End and uh, Mindfulness in Nature retreat. And you sang a song that I still haven't been able to find. I pictured it, though. You talked about the the presence of the hearing the feathers you were with with your daughters i believe out on your porch and you heard feathers go overhead large birds uh was it herons or geese or yeah what? i think it was i think it was pelicans, pelicans interestingly pelicans. yeah yes oh that just left a resonance in my heart as well that and i pictured that in in what part of minnesota are you in i'm in well it's called stillwater which is a half an hour uh east of st paul nice. so not yeah. too far from the Metro. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And uh, that just, that was so beautiful and picturesque. Again, another nature moment. I also loved the story about the dogs and the, the hounds. <laughs> yeah. And I, the reason I'm bringing this up, it's kind of personal. I haven't been able to find those. Do you have any, you have a new album coming out or anything? Um, oh, well, thank you for asking, Brett. I am embarrassed by, oh. I have 20 some songs that uh, are just waiting to be recorded. And I, my life nowadays is such where it's hard for me to find the time to get into my little studio, which I'm in right now, and and record these these songs. I I have uploaded now about a half a dozen of singles. Um, instead of making a whole album, I'm just uploading singles as I find time to to record them, and so yes. that's. That I probably I'm guessing the song I played was called "Flying," and Flying. there's a song called "Flying," that uh, that uh, I still haven't recorded, uh, and um, well, so they're they're all in a queue. Those there's songs your are all for staying alive. in a queue. I, I guess so. I guess so. I, I I definitely have a dream of of uh, getting more uh, more uh, songs up. So. Sorry, yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt. That song was reverent to me. It was, again, I just, you know, picture's worth a thousand words. Well, that song was worth more than that. And and it it just took me out into a place I hadn't been uh, in nature. And I just so appreciated that. So it's good to Thank know you. I haven't missed it yet. And yeah, that's a like, oh, I, let, let us know when you do record that one. Thank uh, you. I, and it means a lot to me that you remember that. That's oh my just, goodness. That's that and the funny, wonderful. the hounds, I'm trying to remember more yeah, about greyhounds. 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 <laughs> you have your setup story was amazing, yeah. and so those two stuck with me. Obviously, you did Big Blue Boat and all of the ones our all our favorites as well. Holy now, but those two were like, oh, I got to get those, and someday hopefully they'll be out soon. Thanks. I just speaking of not to not to make you feel bad, so so that you know we are enjoying your newer newer songs too. I just downloaded your uh, this October, my favorite month of the year, and. Uh, Thank you for writing that. Another you captured oh, it. Oh, thanks, thanks a lot, Brett. Yeah, I well, we we share that. I just absolutely love this time. It's my favorite time mm, as absolutely. well. And uh, yeah, so thanks mm -hmm. for listening. You betcha. Thank you, Peter, for writing it. Um, what are you reading these days? Anything on the bookshelf? Well, uh, so just at the moment, I'm reading. I don't know. Well, so there's a, a woman named Ursula Goodenough, and she's he, she's had a an impact on my life and with her thinking and writing. She 
uh, uh, formed uh, among. She's done a lot in her lifetime. Uh, she uh, is currently um, the. She started and still runs this website called Religious Naturalist Association, and she's a scientist. She's a biologist, and um, and she wrote a book years ago, uh, uh, and is just now uh, uh, proofing the second edition. the The book is called The Sacred Depths of Nature, and. Um, she, I, I, you know, between the first edition and now we've become acquainted with each other. And so she asked me, which was a huge honor for me, if I would provide a quote for the back of the book, wow. uh, the second edition. So, of course, I was just, wow, this is, this is just such an uh, honor for me. So I've been reading the second edition uh, and going through it. And I already sent her just a couple of days ago, I sent her a quote and we were kind of yeah. tweaking it, but that's, that's what I'm reading and fantastic. It's wow. just, for me, it's just a bullseye in terms of, uh, because she, she'll take the science behind any given aspect of the universe and particularly life on earth. Cause that's her domain. She's a biologist. And so talk about the beginnings of life and different aspects of how life works. And then she'll break into, what does this mean for me spiritually? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. A little reflection about that. And so that's, yeah. That's what I'm doing right now. Ursula and her, her, this isn't a pen name. This is Ursula Good Enough. Yeah, Ursula Good Enough. Good enough, spelt like it sounds. Ursula, oh, that's, that's her family name, oh. and they're they're all scientists in her family. It's <laughs> amazing! Wow, that's yeah. So, cool. so Ursula with a U, U R S U L A. Good yeah. enough, all one word. We'll put uh, links to the show notes of all all the things we're talking about in here as well. Uh, I'm, I love discovering new books and new writers and new ideas. So thank you for sharing that. I'll yeah. check out Ursula. Good enough. Um, do you have a, a meditation practice or routine that you use that's pretty much the same that you could share with us? Uh, or do you have, what do you, how do you, I mean, obviously you're connected. So how are you connecting from that? Well, I'm glad you have that impression, Brett. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know we all are dealing with life because I do too. But oh, seriously, man. I'd love to know. Somebody who writes the songs that you write, and especially the next one I'd like to bring in uh, in a minute, breathe in. How uh, how do you go about, uh, or what do you do to to stay grounded? Because you're grounded. Yeah. Well, th- thank you. I, I I do sometimes feel connected, but yeah. but I have to say that g- given some of the uh, uh, factors that I mentioned earlier about parenting, uh, I'm I'm a very disorganized person, and I I uh, have a, a difficult time, therefore, organizing the day, and so. Usually, honestly, it's on that walk with my dog mm. or um, playing music. Uh, there was a, uh, many years ago, I was making an album with my friend Mark Anderson. You can put a link to him, too. He's a wonderful, wonderful guy. And he's a, actually a ordained Zen uh, Buddhist and... Um, um, and he, uh, he and I were having a conversation 
years ago and I, he was asking me, well, what's your, you know, do you do meditate? Well, you know, I've tried, I told him, but nothing seems to stick or become a regular practice. And he said, well, that doesn't surprise me. And I said, why? And he said, well, most musicians don't have two practices. Oh, wow. wow. What do wow. you mean by that? Well, for most musicians that he knows anyway, uh, their music is their spiritual practice. And I have to say that that was so affirming to me, and it made me feel better about all the failed attempts mm -hmm. that I've made through the years to do sitting or meditation kind of thing. Uh, because I do find that as a musician, and I think this is true for all sorts of creative folks in all sorts of things that they're creating, is that there's something about that creative process that helps you sort of lose yourself. You sort of, and all of a sudden, two, three hours have gone by and you just don't know where the time went. I think that that's an exercise of sort of losing yourself into something else. And, and certainly that's the case for me with songwriting and playing music in general. And I, I, I'll, I'm talking a lot here, but I'll, I'll, I'll end this by another little uh, um, uh, something that a friend of mine said that I remember in this same vein. She, her name is Ruth Palmer. She's a retired um, uh, music director at, at a church. Many years, choir director, wonderful musician, just mm -hmm. an, a, a dear, dear person. I just have always loved and admired her. And uh, I, I was having coffee with her one time, and we were talking about our personal theology, which is what you use. I, I identify as a Unitarian Universalist as well. So, uh, so uh, there's something called build your personal theology uh, in that uh, tradition. And uh, I said, so what do you think of as your personal theology or philosophy? And she thought about it. She sat there and thought about it. She said, music. Wow. That was it. <laughs> That's beautiful. One word answer. My Music. Goodness. And that is all encompassing because music for some people means rock and roll. Some it means folk, jazz, you yeah. go on, spirituals. Wow. Good answer. And yeah. yeah. Well, it's, 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 it's a, anyway. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I love your honest answer about the, um, you know, not having a, a regular practice per se, but you do when you're doing the music. That kind of lets a lot of people off the guilt hook that are doing it and don't even realize it, you know, because yeah. I know, or may I interrupt or yes. painting or, mm, or, art. or, or building a shed or, oh, yeah. or, I mean, I do think that that, you know, you're, you lose yourself because you're focused on bringing something into the world. And uh, it seems to me that the creative process for human beings mm. is, can be a very uh, deep spiritual practice, uh, and and people wouldn't necessarily identify it as such. And I think that it's a beautiful, or well, I should say, it's it's reassuring to think of it that way because a lot of people, like you said, might feel better about the time that they take mm -hmm. because they're just compelled to do it. Yes, it's just yes. like I've I've got to do this, otherwise I get grumpy, you know, or I get I get off center. I've got to do my wood turning. I mean, that's. I don't. I'm. I'm speaking from, from somebody else's point of view. Uh, my brother loves to wo uh, turn wood. Got to do it. Otherwise, I just feel off 
kilter. Mm-hmm. And I think that that, it seems to me, is a spiritual practice then. Wow. I've heard it said that your your purpose is to find your mission, your own, we all have the same purpose, find your mission. And, and if you can get lost in your mission and your mission can be to create, like you're just saying, uh, even Stephen Pressfield in the, in the war of art talks about in this book, uh, you know, all these things in the world will come against you. And one of them would be guilt. Like what you just said, let it lets people off the hook. What you're doing is important. If that's your, if that's where you're getting lost and because you're actually being found <laughs> in that doing and nature does the same thing for me being just being in nature for me and it may not be quite the same for every one of us is a little different but i wanted to bring that back around because i love this song that we're about to play uh, breathe in because um you could be i highly recommend whatever you're doing whether it's woodwork uh, unless you're recording in a studio during this time this is a great song to listen to while you do it <laughs> because it just reminds you to breathe Go, yes yes i May I, before we listen to the song, depending on who's watching this instead of just listening, I'd like yes. to also tell you, it's it's uh, great, I think, that you asked about spiritual practice and what is my mm-hmm. spiritual practice, because I was meeting with uh, somebody, his name is Rob Eller Isaacs, who sadly just recently passed away, uh, a wonderful minister a UU minister for many years at a church that I play at often in St. Uh-huh. Paul, Minnesota. Anyway, I was meeting with him one day, kind of struggling with my own, uh, just a couple of things that were getting me down in life. And so I, I met with Rob uh, for some counsel. And he, one of the things he asked me, well, do you have a spiritual practice? Well, you know, <laughs> not a regular <laughs> daily thing that I do, Rob, I'm sorry. Well, I would recommend it, he said, and here's something very simple that you can, you can do. So the spiritual practice he taught me was a daily breathing exercise. So you begin standing. It's, you know, he sh- when he showed it to me, he was standing. And, and so the reason I say this is because this is what the song is. The song is that exercise. I, you know, the, the second, uh, half of the song, I created more simple hand motions. I sort of expanded on his, Mm -hmm. what he taught me, but this is, so this is the movements that if you choose, you can do in the song. So it's begins hands open to the day, breathe in, breathe out. I'm, I'm going to go faster through it, but you, you know, you take your time. Yeah. Take your time. Hands joined as if to pray. Breathe in. Breathe out. Arms reaching to the sky. Then circling around down to the earth. Eyes lifted to the light. To the light. And then the second half is hands, branches catching rain. Breathe in. Breathe out. Then rising and then you go down rising slowly like a stalk of grain so now your hands are rising mm-hmm. breathe in breathe out while they're going up and then again you're up here arms reaching to the sky we're repeating then circling around down to the earth again eyes lifted to the light to the light and then you end where you began hands open to the day breathe in breathe out hands joined as if to pray Breathe in, breathe out. 
That's the song. So the whole song is a spiritual, uh, a moving, breathing meditation. Wow. Uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm glad to be able to show that to people because people Me don't too. necessarily know that when they hear it. Right. Uh, I'm glad you set it up that way. I was going to jump into it and I'm glad because I want people to really, this next one, to, to take advantage of this moment. This can be our meditation for the day, our spiritual practice for whether it's morning or just before you go into bed as you're watching or listening to this. Enjoy this song. Breathe in, 
Peter, that's beautiful. Oh my goodness. I love that song for its simplicity. It is so beautiful. And, um, and truth be told, just before I connected with you today, and I haven't done it in a while, but it's in my yoga playlist and I don't do yoga regularly. I'm not one, again, I, I'm not, I'm one of those guys, but I listened to breathe in just before we connected and it really helped me ground. I didn't do the hand motions though. I love that. I, I, well, from now and on, I can't... Of course, one would not necessarily know that there are hand motions to it, but I, I tend to think that the lyrics make more sense too when, when people learn that, oh yeah, okay. So it, it's a, it's a description, so to speak, of a of a meditation. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love that. Also, it brings us back to doing something. When you're connecting kinesthetically, you're, it's even more all-encompassing, isn't it? That's yes. Cool. And I do think that, you know, similarly to how we were, uh, I mentioned that we, we we're still struggling, I think, uh, in this time in history to create spiritual practices and rituals mm. that uh, reflect what we believe uh, about things. And uh, I think that we're still about that. And so, uh, but as you know, like throughout forever, human beings, like you say, have have uh, needed to move and to engage in in ritual and song and dance and movement to somehow express what's in uh, our hearts uh, right. and and what we believe about the world, and so um, yeah, I like that. And it doesn't have to be complicated; it can be very simple like that. And I love I love that. Yeah. And 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 just in my experience of doing that meditation, which I I still do uh, at times, uh, it's just it's just a good thing. Just 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 put and you in a place where you want to be. As a spiritual practice, it's all inclusive. It's nothing. I mean, you're not making the sign of the cross. You're not do, doing a, you know, maybe what some people might think is a Buddhist hand lotus or, or or Hindu or whatever. You are just moving naturally to, um, to nature. To to and we are nature. It's almost. I mean, it's natural. That's all I can say. It's just natural yeah. to move like that. And like nothing said, about you know. it is exclusive. Perhaps that's what you're saying. It's not right. exclusive to one belief system. It's just being. Being, as a human being, being. right? Mm, wonderful. Well, that's what a gift. Uh, thank you for that one too. And what was his name that uh, first gave you that? Uh, Rob Eller Isaacs. Uh, uh, like, like I said, he just wow, just just like a few months ago, he's wow, and died of cancer. And mm, but but I'm I'm grateful. He lives him. on through the through the gift that he just you gave bet. us. Here. Yeah, thanks to Rob. Um, so so how do folks find you, Peter? There's another Peter Mayer, and he's at petermayer.com. So I am not at petermayer.com. Uh, I, I have net after my name. So it's petermayer.net. And I, I sometimes will tell my audience to think of me as Peter the Fisherman. Oh, like I Peter like the that. apostle, the fisherman with the net with helps the you net. maybe maybe remember .net. So it's very confusing for people for... Decades now, I found that he he and I have been <laughs> confusing people, and so I have on my website right when you get to it. I'm not, I'm not this guy. If you want him, you can click here. So right, but if, uh, if, if Minnesota also right. If you, if you say Peter Mayer, Minnesota, correct. I comes up Peter Mayer, Minnesota. Correct. You will yeah. find me more easily then. Yeah, wonderful. So we've talked about having you 
uh, having you come and do a mindfulness and nature retreat down the road, uh, you know, as things open up and as, uh, as it's meant to be, would love to have you come do that. Have you been to Rocky Mountain National Park? Well, yes, I, I did play, um, a couple times the, um, Folks Fest there, oh, Lions. Yes. And so yes. that's just at the sort of the gateway of the park, right? So mm-hmm. I've been up in there, but I haven't spent Not I haven't a lot spent of time up there. Meaningful time there. The, no. the largest YMCA in North America is the YMCA of the Rockies, and they've got a lot of amenities, but lots of trails and by a river and horseback riding and rock climbing and all that. I'm picturing that that could be a beautiful place we could do this, oh, uh, to, to do that, yeah. where we would get together. And it, mostly it's just really to encourage and facilitate folks to connect with each other and with themselves and with nature, with their spiritual selves. That's the whole point of this. Uh, and I look forward to seeing how that unfolds, the opportunity for us to do that uh, down the road. I Thank also you, look bro. forward to seeing you here. So we're recording. It's the end of October. You're coming to Colorado in November. Is that correct? Yeah, Can real you soon. a little bit about that? Yeah. Uh, okay. So I got to... Obviously, I ask because I want to know where I'm going to come see you. <laughs> I, <laughs> I know you're in Colorado you. Springs, I believe. Yes, that's right. So it's going to be Colorado Springs. For, uh, forgive my uh, device here. I, no, I thought, that's good. I, I look on my website to see what the dates are. But you can, again, you can find it at petermira.net mm-hmm. if you want to uh, more information. Perfect. But I'm going to look. So... Um, I'll be in Colorado Springs on November 11th, Friday, and then the 12th, Boulder, and then the 13th, Fort Collins. Oh, you are coming on up to Fort Collins. Yeah. Because I would come see you all the way down there or Boulder. I'm up here uh, near Loveland. Um, Oh, okay. Yeah, just east of Rocky Mountain National Park. So, um, yeah, we might stalk you and see you more than once. (laughs) God bless you if you I would do. Love to. I would love to. It's like not it. Not, Just don't. Well, now that COVID's over, you know, you got to take advantage of, of these opportunities. Yeah. I have had a ball talking to you today. I feel very uplifted well, and energized. Thanks, Brett. Likewise. It's, it's, and thanks for the good work that you're doing with this podcast. And it's, it's wonderful. Thank you. Yeah. It's, it's wonderful that you're doing that. We all need to connect yeah, you know, yeah. more deeply to, everything around us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. With each other in the world. Well, very good. Thank you, Peter. Blessings to you. And I hope we get to do this again soon. And I look forward to seeing you in just a couple of weeks. Okay. That sounds great. Well, we'll be in touch. Thank you so much. Have a great one. All right. You too. That was so much fun. I am so grateful that you got to be here today and hope you've been blessed as much as I have by Peter's big heart, gentle spirit, and beautiful, insightful music. Thank you again for being here today. If you're listening to this on or before November 11th through the 13th of 2022, and if you live anywhere near the front range of Colorado, be sure to catch Peter in concert either in Colorado Springs Friday night, Boulder on Saturday night, or in Fort Collins Sunday evening, and we might even see you there. You will not be disappointed. Also, if you're interested in attending a Mindfulness in Nature retreat with us somewhere down the road, let us know by subscribing or dropping us a line at brett at mountainzenden.com. We'd love to hear from you. and kind of helps us in our planning for the future. Thank you once again and bless you for being here today. Remember, life is a gift. Nature's a gift. And you are a gift back to the world. And speaking of gifts, as a parting gift from us today, we leave you with one more sparkle of magic from Peter, his mysterious and profound song, The Play. Blessings to you, my friends. 
When I go outside at night And look up and the stars are bright Sometimes I lay on the ground And imagine that the sky is down And if the earth should then let go I'd fall into the stars below I'd fall into the stars below Sunset in its quiet splendor, I reflect that the sun's not going down at all, but the earth is turning somersaults. And through a sunlit sea trails, we are on that great big whale. We're riding on that great big whale. try to grasp the simple fact of this existence think of all the fantasies fairy tales and wishes none strike me as more unlikely or magnificent than this is Seen up close galaxies through telescopes Crimson hillsides in the fall More astounding than them all Our pondering minds with eyes that see These are deep mysteries Deep mysteries try to grasp the simple fact of this existence think of all the fantasies fairy tales and wishes none strike me as more unlikely or magnificent than this is like a strange enchanting play of impossible dimensions the setting and the stage run light years in all directions and the breathless seeds the storyline defy comprehension Production. All I know is I'm in the cast, but could it be I'm also in a front row seat to sit in my amazement, gazing to ooh and ah, to sigh and say, My, what a wonderful play! My. 